Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. This is your boy, Logan, and today we are here, finally, for the Spider-Man No Way Home podcast. The solid 30 minutes to an hour of just talking about Spider-Man and the MCU, what we know about this movie so far, getting ready for that fucking trailer to drop here in a few hours. But let's sit back, relax, and we're going to talk about some things that are going to be spoiler uh, territory, such as who is in the movie that I can confirm to you guys, because I have pictures that I cannot put up. And if you already know what I'm talking about, then of course this will not be new news to you. But, anyways, so, we know the Spider-Man No Way Home is having its second official trailer drop tonight around 8.30 Eastern Time, at least for me, because I'm on the East Coast, Eastern Time, and I'm really excited to see, you know, what they show off in the trailer. Obviously, I'm guessing they're going to show off more of the villains, they're going to show off the few Spider-Men, uh, at least from the uh, report that I read. They're not going to show the Spider-Men straight up, but they're going to show Toby and Andrew's Spider-Men entering the Sanctum via their shadows on the ground, and then a mixture of their two themes will play as the screen cuts to black, which I think is amazing. Um... M- if, if I had to give trailer expectations, I expect to see the Lizard in this trailer, some Sandman in this trailer, are two of the villains I definitely want to see um, shown off. Uh, a little bit more Green Goblin. Um, I want to see some more Spider-Man suits. And, of course, at the end, Toby and Andrew, I expect to be in this in at least the smallest capacity possible. Um, but let's talk about some things that we know, okay? So, one thing that we know that is coming with this whole entire thing is the fact that, um, of course, uh, spoilers, Daredevil is going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. There is a picture of Matt Murdock sitting at the table, which is a scene that Tom Holland in a recent interview had talked about, um, at uh, a dinner table scene with someone really cool, and that is Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Um, Daredevil. And we also know that Daredevil is going to be in the new Echo series, which they announced for Disney+. Plus. We know that William uh, or, or Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin is supposed to be at, uh, in the end of Hawkeye and is supposed to be in the Echo series as well. And there's also um, a, like, a sheet found online for, like, Daredevil for, like, a, I don't know if it's a movie or a Disney Plus show. Um, but they do have a, uh, you know, they're looking for people for that, so Daredevil is pretty much confirmed that he's going to be saved in the MCU. Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist are, and Punisher are some unknowns. I would say Punisher would probably be the most likely out of those other, uh, four, but, um... Anyways, we know Daredevil's coming back, which is great, because I love Daredevil. He was my favorite and Netflix character, um, out of all of them. Punisher would be my second favorite, then probably Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Um, but yeah, so we get to see him. We do get to see Toby, Andrew, and Tom all together as Spider-Man in their suits, and Tom Holland, of course, looks battle-damaged by this point, and here's the thing. I think Tom Holland's, um, suit from the previous movie, uh, Far From Home, the, uh, or upgraded suit is gonna be in this movie a lot more than we think. Um, I have yet to see the new upgraded Iron Spider armor, which actually I, from the design that I've, of course, seen from the toys and stuff, it actually looks pretty cool. I, I personally like it. It's a lot more vibrant and colorful. Um, but when it comes down to the Iron Spider suit, I think we're all of us Spider-Man fans can agree we've kind of seen it enough. We've seen it in Avengers Endgame, Infinity War, and Far From Home. We're kind of just ready to get rid of that suit. I mean, bring the Homecoming suit back, if, if any suit, because I love the Homecoming suit. I thought the Homecoming suit was fucking fantastic. Um, 
but yeah, so when it comes down to, um, you know, the Spider-Man or Spider-Man coming back, um, it's going to be a really big deal when everybody, of course, sees them on screen. Um, other things that we know about this movie, of course, you know, Green Goblin, he has more of a original, uh, you know, Sam Raimi look, but he also has a satchel on, um, and some of his armor plates has some, uh, purple on it. So, you know, some more color variation, uh, that's more comic accurate with the satchel, which is really cool. And I really appreciate that. That's a nice, uh, attention to detail that they're putting onto the Green Goblin for this movie. Apparently, we also get to see, um, Coming up with the trailer, um, Electro in, like, a gas, uh, attendant sort of suit of some kind, um, and that, you know, it's, it's gonna be nice to see Max Dillon in a different outfit, as opposed to just being this blue, um, electricity person, you know, walking in, uh, public, so it's gonna be nice to see it a little bit more, um, I guess you could say realistic, um, in terms of his character's costume design, um, but yeah, so in terms of things that we have um, seen um, and know that are coming in the, in this movie, the the main things to take away is we know Daredevil's coming. Um, we know that, of course, all the Spider-Men are going to be in this movie. We know that the Lizard's in this movie. There was even talks about Venom being in this movie. Um, Tom Hardy did have a picture of him with a No Way Home crew hat on, so there was some speculation that he will have some capacity uh, Venom being in this movie. And spoiler alert for those of you that don't want to have Venom up to be Carnage's post-credit scene spoiled for you. Venom is now in the MCU. Um, there is the theory that, of course, when Doctor Spell did his strange, that the room that he was in in his universe warped, and he, uh, you know, he was in the same room, but he ended up transporting to the MCU, and the room around him uh, switched. So very interesting to uh, see that. But I'm very excited to see what to do with Venom and stuff, especially with Morbius and everything going on. Um, you know, going into this movie. So yeah, some of the big news, of course, um, Daredevil, all the Spider-Men being together, it's all confirmed at this point, um, other than Marvel and Sony, but this trailer will give us probably that confirmation, um, anyways, but at the end of the day, um, yeah, this, this trailer's gonna break the internet, um, I think we can all agree that, you know, everybody has their own expectations for this movie, um, obviously, I think Toby and Andrew fans might be a little disappointed with this movie, because they're probably expecting Toby and Andrew to be in this movie, like, a shit ton, and I personally don't think Toby and Andrew are gonna be in this movie as much as people think they're going to be, I think that Toby and Andrew, um, will be in the movie for the third act, um, and that's about it, I don't think that they're gonna be in the first two acts of this movie at all, I think that Peter is going to try to take on the Sinister Six himself, and he's gonna get overwhelmed, and Doctor Strange, of course, is gonna pull them into this universe to help him out, but I don't think that this movie is going to have Toby and Andrew's characters be on screen majority of the movie, and I think that people are getting their expectations a little bit too, um, they're getting their expectations a little too, uh, high up there, and the reason I say this is because when it comes down to Toby and Andrew, right, this movie's about Tom Holland's Spider-Man, it's the conclusion to his trilogy, and it would be really, um, ingenuous to insert two other Spider-Men that have their own followings of fans, um, into this movie, and put them in majority of the movie, because it's gonna outshadow Tom Holland, and that's kind of, the, the main thing with this movie that I think we all need to understand, too, is that um, this movie is the culmination of Tom Holland's Spider-Man, and unfortunately, the first two movies of Tom Holland's Spider-Man, in my opinion, are not the best representations of Spider-Man, um, 
if you take a look at Spider-Man PS4 and have, you know, played the game or have heard about the story of that game, that game was the perfect adaptation for Spider-Man in the modern times. Yes, they modernized them. They gave him, you know, gadgets and tech and, you know, New York and, like, society and everything is very different in the game. But the core values of Spider-Man and the lessons that he's learned of responsibility and whatnot in, the, in that game is very much prevalent. So it's not a game that's, you know, um, really out there in terms of, of, uh, Peter Parker and his character, where in the MCU, Peter Parker hasn't really faced r- much adversity. Um, he hasn't really had many consequences um, for his actions. Um, he also had a suit given to him by a billionaire. And, you know, his, his whole MCU journey um, really... It hasn't been great. I I do admit, Homecoming was a great, uh, you know, it was a great movie, um, but it's not a great Spider-Man movie. Um, It's a good superhero movie, by a long shot, and it's definitely the best out of the trilogy thus far, but it's it's not better than, uh, you know, any of the Andrew Garfield or Raimi films, in my opinion, other than Spider-Man 3. I would have to... Homecoming, I don't know. Homecoming is a really interesting one because I would put it above Amazing Spider-Man 2. I wouldn't put it in front of the Amazing Spider-Man 1. I wouldn't put it in front of Spider-Man 1 or 2. So it would be better than the Amazing Spider-Man 2. It would be better than Far From Home. It'd be better than Spider-Man 3, but it's not going to be... um, It's not going to be in the top three for sure. And like I said, Homecoming is a okay Spider-Man film. It's not a great one. The character of Spider-Man is flawed in the MCU, in my opinion. (laughs) And this isn't Tom Holland's fault. This is strictly the writing behind Marvel's uh, studio's version of Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man in the comics, regardless of what variation you read... Peter Parker feels the guilt of his Uncle Ben's death, and that's what drives him to be Spider-Man. It drives him to do what he does. Now, in the MCU, Uncle Ben is barely mentioned. Now, I understand that they didn't want to go back and redo the whole Uncle Ben, you know, death and stuff again. I understand that. But at the same time, there needs to be some guilt that Peter has, some mention of the guy that is supposed to be the literal centerpiece of his creation as a hero. Because without that, it just feels like Tom Holland's character just is, you know, really inconsistent. I mean, in the first movie, or let's talk about Civil War, right? Civil War is when he actually felt like Spider-Man. He wanted to look out for the little guy. You know, he wanted to help, you know, people in need. Um, And then Spider-Man Homecoming comes around and he just wants to be an Avenger and impress Tony Stark. And then in Far From Home, he doesn't want to, you know, be an Avenger and he doesn't want to be a hero. And it just makes no sense. Like his character jumps all around. And I know you could say that the Far From Home is kind of like the Spider-Man No No More kind of story arc and stuff where he just gives up the mantle of being Spider-Man. But at the same time, it was done much better in Spider-Man 2. And he became Spider-Man by the end of that. Spider-Man 2, in my opinion, is the best Spider-Man movie I have ever watched. I've watched Spider-Man 2 more than any other Spider-Man movie. Now, while I still believe that Tom Holland plays the best Peter Parker and the best Spider-Man in terms of acting, I do think that the uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Mans have such better writing surrounding them that... um, that Tobey Maguire's character benefits from that writing. I don't think his performance is necessarily great as Spider-Man. He's a great Peter Parker, but not a great Spider-Man. And the the problem is, when it comes to, like I said, Tom Holland, Tom Holland is a great Peter Parker and a great Spider-Man, 
but the writing around his character makes him not even feel like Spider-Man. And that and that's kind of the, the funny thing about it. Like, Tom Holland can play a great Peter Parker and a great Spider-Man. He's quippy, he's very nervous and awkward, and he is very scientific at certain points, especially when he geeks out with, you know, Nick Fury and them about the multiverse. Um, however... The main problem is that with the MCU Spider-Man, because, like I said, the writing around his character, um, he's not written well. He's not written to feel like a Spider-Man. Now, in Andrew Garfield's case, his Spider-Man feels like Spider-Man. Um, his Peter Parker is a little eh. I think that he's better as Peter Parker in the second movie than the first movie. He feels more like Peter Parker in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. He's very good at playing Spider-Man, and I think that him, um, that Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone with their Gwen Stacy Peter Parker romance, like, it was so believable, and it was the best on-screen relationship in a Marvel movie that I've seen. I don't think anybody else can top it, in my personal opinion. Um, and I feel bad for Andrew Garfield, because, you know, I feel like his Spider-Man gets a really bad rap, and me personally, I love all of the Spider-Men, I, I love Tom Holland, I love Andrew Garfield, and I love Tobey Maguire, it all just kind of depends on what mood I'm in, like, if I'm in, like, I want to see, like, a classic superhero movie, I'll throw in, you know, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, if I want to see, like, a darker, grittier kind of Spider-Man, I'll throw in The Amazing Spider-Man, and then if I want to just have a chill, casual time, you know, I'll throw in uh, Homecoming or Far From Home, but most likely Homecoming, because I fucking hate Far From Home, in my opinion, I think Far From Home is worse than The Amazing Spider-Man 2, as bad as The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is, I am more invested in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 than Far From Home every time I watch it. I mean, and then mostly that has to do with Andrew and Emma Stone uh, and their and their uh, romance and their relationship dynamic in that movie because it's so believable um, that it actually tugs the heartstrings. That's one of the things about MCU Spider-Man that doesn't actually happen. He doesn't tug at your heartstrings. You don't really feel bad for Peter in the MCU. Most of the time, I don't feel bad for Peter. I don't really feel like there's any sort of... Um, consequence that is about to take place <laughs> which leads me into no way home this movie has to balance a lot nostalgia giving us andrew garfield and toby mcguire spider-man's enough so we know what's going on with their characters in their own separate universes but not so much to the point where they're outshadowing tom Holland's spider-man in this movie they need consequences for peter parker's actions they need to have that in this film Okay. If Peter Parker does not have something major happen to him because of his own really shitty decision making in this film, this movie is not going to be rated amongst my top favorite Spider-Man movies. And as much as I'm excited to see all the original villains return and see all the original Spider-Man return, this movie for me, I'm looking at as a Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. I'm not really considering the fact that there are other Spider-Men in this. This movie has to do a lot for me to make it be one of the top Spider-Man movie. You've got to get Peter Parker to talk about Uncle Ben. You've got to have Peter Parker acknowledge his fucking existence and how big of a you know, pivotal role that his death plays into him being Spider-Man. That needs to be in this movie, okay? Mentions and empathy, regret, that needs to be in this movie. Having Peter Parker show more of his intelligence needs to be in this movie. Consequences for his actions need to be in this movie. There is a lot of things to the Spider-Man core character that needs to be in this movie. If you put all of those things in this movie on top of the nostalgia factor, on top of having the other Spider-Men come into play, and the villains, this could possibly be the best Spider-Man movie I have ever watched. However, if they don't put all that in there and they just rely on other Spider-Men and 
older villains being in this movie to make it one of the best, it's not going to work. I'm not going to love this movie. I, I'll like it, but it's not going to be top tier. Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2 are pretty hard to touch. The Amazing Spider-Man, I think, is better than Homecoming. If I had to rate the Spider-Man movies, I'd go Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 1, The Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Spider-Man 3. If I had to rate all the Spider-Man movies, that is how I would rate them. And uh, No Way Home can be anywhere from being rated after The Amazing Spider-Man to being rated above Spider-Man 2. But like I said, that all depends on how they develop the MCU Peter Parker Spider-Man. It has nothing to do with Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield being in the movie. It doesn't matter even if Matt Murdock's Daredevil, which we know is in the movie. It doesn't matter if all these things are in the movie. I will not put this movie in my top favorite Spider-Man movies unless they get Holland's character to feel like Spider-Man by the end of this film. If he doesn't feel like Spider-Man and he doesn't feel like Peter Parker, there's no way in hell I can rate this in the top. Because all those top films, I feel like they're Peter Parker. I feel like they're Spider-Man. I feel like that they are embodying the character from the comics. If, they, if, if, if fucking Tom Holland doesn't feel that way because of the writing around his character, that's not Tom's fault. It's the writing. The writing is so bad for MCU Spider-Man that it upsets me, honestly. Because I know that the movies can be so much better than they are. Spider-Man Homecoming was a big deal when it first came out because it was Spider-Man's introduction to the MCU, his first solo movie. It was a huge deal. Hell, when he was in Civil War, that was a huge motherfucking deal. There were so many people that went to Civil War to just see Spider-Man. I was among that camp. And I love the movie because Captain America is not one of my favorite like heroes from the comics. In the MCU, definitely one of my favorites. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, all the Spider-Man movies in the MCU so far are average, in my opinion, to below average. Which, Far From Home being the below average and Homecoming being the average. Spider-Man No Way Home could be one of the best MCU movies. It could be one of the best, if not the best, Spider-Man movie. But that all depends on how much they make Tom Holland's character feel like Spider-Man by the end of this movie. And um, it's a big task. It's a really big task. And, and the thing is, the writing teams have already dug themselves a hole with the last two films of not making Peter Parker really feel like Peter Parker. Like, the like thinking about Uncle Ben's death from Spider-Man 1 in Raimi's film, or The Amazing Spider-Man, for that matter, those films hit hard when Uncle Ben died. And it actually, like, added something to Peter becoming Spider-Man. But when Peter doesn't even mention Uncle Ben or seem remorseful about what he and indirectly ended up causing, it hurts. It hurts, because as a Spider-Man fan, you're like, the one thing that is supposed to be driving this guy to do what he does is not Tony Stark, is not to be an Avenger. It's the guilt of the death of his uncle that he indirectly caused. That's that, that's where it comes from. That That's where the major piece is. And to me, it's upsetting that the MCU can't seem to get that right. And we, it has been announced that they're doing Spider-Man Freshman Year on Disney+, Plus, which will go into Spider-Man, you know, prior to Civil War and more into his origins and stuff. But it's, it's not going to fix Spider-Man's problems because even if they make Peter Parker and Spider-Man feel like Spider-Man in that show, 
the reason it doesn't work is because in the movies, he just is a completely different character. When you go from mentioning Uncle Ben and, you know, feeling bad about what happened, and then all of a sudden you go into the movies and he doesn't mention him at all and doesn't feel remorseful at all, like, there feels like it's a disconnect. It doesn't feel like the same character. Even if Tom Holland is playing this, you know, doing the voice, um, the voiceovers and stuff, it still just doesn't feel like Spider-Man. And like I said, as as excited as I am for No Way Home, and I am, I'm very excited. I think that talking to you guys and bringing this this to the forefront of the conversation that Tom Holland Spider Man, unfortunately, is not um, not one of the best Spider Man in terms of um, his series. I think Tom Holland as an actor plays the roles very well, but because of the writing around his character and the directions they make him go and what he does and how he deals with things, he doesn't feel like Spider-Man. As to where with Sam Raimi and Mark Webb, they were so good at creating a Spider-Man story or personal human stories um, around their versions of Spider-Man that it benefited those characters and those actors' uh, roles because even though... Toby feels like a good Peter Parker, not a good Spider-Man, and Andrew, a good Spider-Man, not a great Peter Parker, because Mark Webb and Sam Raimi were good at having uh, the writing teams write those characters in their own worlds um, in certain ways that worked. It, it made you believe the character of Spider-Man because of how they made him relatable and how they showed his struggles and, and the consequences for his actions and stuff like they, they did it differently. Yes, you can see a clear difference between a Mark Webb Amazing Spider-Man movie and a uh, Sam Raimi um, original trilogy movie, but at the same time, you still felt like the character you saw on screen was a Spider-Man and that that's kind of the major thing when it comes to MCU Spider-Man. They haven't done that. They have yet to make MCU Spider-Man feel like Spider-Man. And it is a problem in my eyes because, you know, everybody's going to be looking at this Spider-Man and be like, this is the Spider-Man. And it's like, but he's not, unfortunately. It's not Tom's fault. It's the writing team's fault. Um, but yeah, when it comes down to No Way Home um, and it comes down to this trailer tonight and everything and the movie itself when it comes out, which is going to be a banger, um, it's it's there's a lot more to it than just nostalgia and seeing some old faces it's about ending off tom's trilogy um the right way and giving tom's uh trilogy the ending that it deserves and the conclusion to his character that it deserves because i feel like if you're a toby Maguire or an andrew garfield fan going into this movie thinking that they are going to be the stars of this movie they are not going to be the stars of this movie they will come in late act two early act three is what i'm predicting and they will be there solely to help peter um pr pretty much to solely help peter fight the sinister six help him understand what it is to be Spider-Man and, and maybe even give his character some more character building. Um, but I think that it's ridiculous that we're getting that only in the third movie if we do get it. I mean, it's going to help his character out. It's going to help his ranking out. But at the same time, he's, um, he's just, uh, he doesn't have a good writing team around him. And that's unfortunate. Um, and I get, you know, people out there that try to blame the actors, like, they suck and stuff. It's like, they give it their all, but if you're not given much in terms of, like, writing material, there's not really much that they can do. They can do the best with what they're given, and that's really about it. But, 
Uh, let me know what you guys think about, you know, this podcast. I know it's not 30 minutes. Um, I was, I was hoping to get 30 minutes to an hour, uh, worth talking about this, but, um, it's a very hard gauge, you know, and like I said, I'm not talking to other people, like, back in the day when me, David, and Kevin used to do this together, we could go on for 30 minutes to an hour, no problem, because, you know, everybody, you had, like, three different people sitting around with multiple different thoughts, and counters, and questions, and, um, thoughts that, you know, we could keep the podcast going for a while, but when you just sit here by yourself, and you're just kind of going, listing off things, and going down the line, um, you can't really make a podcast last as long as you would like it to, doing it solo. So that's why a majority of my podcasts are what I like to call bite size. I try to make them bite size anyways, but for something like No Way Home, it kind of deserved a, a longer podcast. But I hope you all enjoyed. Thank you very much for listening. Um, I know you're probably wondering um, why it took me so long to get this podcast out, even though I didn't give you a hell of a lot of new information um, and that is because, of course, we, for the longest time, um, when it comes to school and stuff, I've been busy as hell, and I haven't been able to have the time to look up information and keep up with stuff like I used to when I was just working, because I would have plenty of time outside of work to do it, and now that I'm doing work and school, it's a lot harder to, to manage time to research stuff, but um, this this information that I gave you today should give you something to look forward to. So that's all that I can hope. Um, but anyways, um, thank you very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed. We will be covering the trailer at some point on this podcast. Once it releases later tonight, um, maybe I'll cover it later tonight. It all depends on if I'm weightlifting or playing Xbox, doing a live stream or whatnot during that time, but we'll see what happens. But thank you very much for listening. Hope you all enjoyed, and I'll catch you all in the next one.